Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Attacking Scrum podcast where Welsh rugby matters. A return to European rugby this weekend and we'll be getting our teeth into what was a tough weekend for three out of the four regions over the next 45 minutes or so. We'll also have a brand new feature for you on this episode as we start to look ahead to Rugby World Cup and those players who are getting closer to booking their seat on the plane to Japan. Before we get underway, a quick thank you to our sponsors at So Coffee Trades. So if you don't fancy trawling the shops this year and there's a coffee lover in your family or one of your friends, make sure you head over to socoffeetrades.co.uk. Check out the hamper selection on there. Help out our mate Scott Otten and uh, yeah, avoid the shops and, and support a great Welsh business. So be sure to do that. Part A, fact or fiction. Dan Killick with me once again to, uh, to review this. How are you doing, Dan? Bit of consistency in selection of late. That's it, yeah, been given the nod. Been given the nod, the, yeah. Uh, back to full fitness. Return to form. Absolutely, yeah. So you're looking at my, uh, my little bangle there. I was looking at your bangle there. That's, uh, that's mighty impressive, mate, yeah. yeah. Along with my pink t-shirt. Yeah, that's you've gone that two weeks in a row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is it, must tough, be... Uh, tough times. Must be a lucky eye, is that it? <laughs> that's it, yeah. Just, uh, um, not got around to doing any washing this week. I tell you, I've, um, I've been looking after, the, the, looking after our two little ones this weekend and it's, mm. I'm absolutely whacked. Uh, it is so much harder than the day job, definitely. So um, this is a bit of welcome relief, then, is it? It is. It is. Yeah, actually, when you said, "Yeah, do you fancy doing a late one?" <laughs> it was the only time I could have done. But yeah, yeah, it's um, literally clock watching. You know, Vic was due back at mm-hmm. five. It was getting to like ten past. I was twitching. You know, where is she? But lovely um, weekend. But yeah. hectic. Before we get on the way with the. Um, with a fact or fiction, we were just watching mm. something on the BBC website, which I'd recommend anyone to do. Uh, Jeremy Guskett has picked his five favourite Barbarians tries, oh, and uh, there's watch. some absolute crackers in there, and there's stuff in there I've never tried, I've never seen actually. Tri- the first one is a try by Ian Hunter, yeah, and um, oh, it's Mike Ray and Magic that the Mike that Ray makes try. It. just the way the way the way. Um, the way he pulls two defenders yeah. in by running that line, just classic Mike Cla- Ray. Yeah, be- beautiful from him. Some of the uh, and the commentary as well. Then we yeah, said, yeah. "Oh, how much do you miss Bill McLaren?" Bill McLaren. Yeah. yeah, it just he just added a huge amount, didn't he? To yeah, the game. he did. Yeah. And then yeah, some of the haircuts in there and are, uh, an interesting Neil yeah. Back's got a complete... Neil Back Barnet is. I didn't recognise him at all. Do you know what? I'd completely forgotten about that kind of like big thick um, thatch with an undercut on it. It's uh, yeah, it's horrific. Horrific haircut. He's one of the few blokes who looked better when he started losing his hair. Yeah, he did, yeah. Anyway, let's crack on. Uh, first one on fact or fiction. You'll probably know the drill if you've listened to the show before. We debate five statements and decide whether they are true or false. This is the first one. There are more positives than negatives for Cardiff Blues so far this season. Fact or fiction? Oh, need a good answer. You've got a lot of thoughts on this, Dan. 
you've always got thoughts to, to tell me off there. Let's, let's get stuck into them. More positives and negatives so far this season. What are you going to say? I'm going to say that is fiction. Okay. Yeah. Um, in part, they look great. But, um, and this, I suppose, this weekend kind of sums, you know, sums it up again, doesn't it? Really a, a great first half. Probably the, you know, potentially the best they've looked, you mm. could say. Um, and then second half. Blown away. Complete, completely blown away. And, uh, you know, they've, they've done some brilliant bits. Mm. And then just really sloppy decision-making or defence, leaking tries. I know they... They missed a load of tackles again, didn't they? So they did. Fiction, to be okay. honest. Okay. Um, I mean, based on the, just to quickly touch on this weekend's game, I would say yes, there was a lot of missed tackles in there. But I mean, if you look at the the side they picked, picking you know Jared Evans at inside centre with Millard. You know, Millard's not played a huge amount of rugby. Like we said last week, he's a player. I he's got a load of potential, but and played a lot of rugby. They, those two had certainly not played together. Obviously, Anscombe's not played with Jared Evans inside him. I wonder whether that had a, had a bit of an impact. Um, so I was kind they, of watching the game thinking... They've, they've selected that, though. Yeah, you no, know, yeah. you're right. I was watching to start with thinking, well, actually, why wouldn't you start with, with Gary Smith, yeah, the who, who's probably the best, best defender, defensive right? centre. Yeah, the best the defensive centre they've got. Uh, but then at the same time, you know, you saw some of the touches from, from Jared Evans putting some... some you know, some good width on the ball, and you thought, oh, well, maybe this is, maybe this has got some legs. But did you get excited? Yeah, I, the first half, they, you know, there was there was some brilliance in there. But actually, to to go back to your point, there, the good and the bad, they did exactly that in the first half. You know, the the brilliance of obviously Matthew Morgan's blistering solo try that you know, I, oh. again, I. Obviously, I, lo- I love that stuff. Um, I was I've, expecting to come got around massive, and have that just on repeat. I know I've got a massive soft spot for Matthew Morgan because I just loved it. I love the acceleration and the, and the way he plays. The handoff to Wigglesworth, it was brilliant. And uh, you know, obviously, they'd, they'd scored a try before that as well with with Blaine Scully going over in the corner. But again, on, on the back of both of those, they bungle the restart. Now it was a windy day, and that had a massive impact on the game. But you just got to read those better. You know, you've just got to. You've got to take those. If you're playing European rugby, and it was George Earl who actually put in some monster hits during the game, and uh, you know I think he's a good. I think he's a good player for them. Yeah, I do. But he's yeah, but he's you know he's got to take them, and I'm sure he'll be disappointed. It's those easy outs, though, isn't mm. it? Those those lapses that you know you say okay, that's not that that hasn't contributed to the you know to them losing. But when you do a number of those, and then you throw in 28 missed tackles, and you but know, are these things are these the things that are easy to iron out that Mulville will be sat there going, okay, right, I, I actually don't need to worry too much about creating stuff because they always create stuff. They, they do, always yeah. do. I think the creativity is there, isn't it? But that's the hard bit, isn't it? Do you not think? Do you not think tightening up defence would be a would be the easier the easier yeah, fix? It does. Yeah, I think it. I think I probably agree with you. They they create creatively. They're they're great and mm-hmm. they're going to pose they're going to pose a threat, aren't they? Their decision making is not good enough. Um, and you know maybe maybe selection at, at, at key times then as well is a little bit iffy. Um, but then with a coach that's coming in who's mm. who's fairly new, he's gonna he's gonna wanna sort of probably try out different things. So you, so you think I, there's more negatives and positives then is is what we're saying. I would say at the moment, okay. yeah. See, I, again for me, I think it's kind of fifty fifty. If you were to go, they're good at this, they're bad at that, you know. So I'd say look. First phase of attack and play, I think they're they're really really good. But you're right, that's counteracted by game management, and that showed again today. But if we compare this to last season, then yeah, do you think they've gone? Do you think they've gone a bit? Do you think they've gone backwards? But I think that was probably inevitable with a changing mm. coach. You know, I I think when you're a side that's playing well and winning rugby, and you have a, you have a change in in not just head coach, but then losing your attack coach, losing Sean Edwards. I think it was inevitable that there was going to be a drop off. Um, I don't know. I, I I think it's it's somewhere in the middle at the moment. I I certainly don't see any cause to panic, but there are definitely areas of their game yeah. they need to improve on. And I think you touched on it last week. It's the kind of there is a, an element of naivety at the moment. There is a bit of it for me is frustration. I I just because I think there's a lot, mm. there's so much more to come. Which so I'm sort of excited at the same time as being frustrated because a lot of the errors, you know, basic. Yeah, and you could see today when they you know. When they fronted up and competed as he did in the first half, they were a match, a real match for them. And we called that last week, didn't we? We thought that pack could 
you know, confronted her, and, but then, you know, completely blown away. Yeah. As the power, you know, as the yeah. power came through. I, I'm not, I wasn't as confident as you last week that, that I thought that pack could match, could match them because I thought Saris is just, a, it's just another, you know, Ulster away is a tough game. Mm-hmm. Saris away is a, is one of the hardest fixtures in European rugby, you know, probably only toppled by Leinster away. And, you know, I thought they did, they did a good job. They created lots and, and they did put in some good hits, but they, they were just silly errors did cost them. And, uh, and then come the second half, sorry, it's just too, too powerful. But to look at the season as a whole so far, I, th- I think really it's going to be defined on, it's going to be defined on what happens next. And I think, I think if I was Melville, I'd be sat there going, okay, there's a lot to work on. It was always going to be tough to get out of that European group. They, they could still do it because that could be a group where the second place team gets out of it. So if they were able to get something out of the, the game against uh, Saris next week and then able to, able to go and do a job away at Glasgow, get the bonus point win against, um, against Leon. You know, you're kind of in it for a second place. It's, it's unlikely, though, isn't it? With the, the injuries now as well. Mm. I mean, they're going to be struggling to get a, struggling I to think, get a side out. I think they? that's but the thing. Is look the, at that injury list. It's the just depth. Player after the player. depth is a, is a problem, and it, look, every Welsh region suffers from that. Mm. And yeah, it showed. You know, it showed today with the, the side that they put out. You know, players every, and then come you know come fifty minutes, you had you had Gary Smith on the wing, you had Shingler on in the centre. You know, it was you were short of maybe just Kerry Sweeney popping up, and and you had a you know proper emergency and you're right, emergency backline on the that game. That is the case with with the majority of the regions, isn't it? You you got players playing, you got forwards that are playing at you know playing at seven mm. or six that aren't you know, and people playing all over the shop. All right, so we're going to go. You're, you're going to have the casting vote on that one, and you're going to say fact. So, uh, no, oh, sorry, you're going to say I'll fiction. fiction. Sorry, yeah. beg your pardon. Right? You're going fact. I'll right? go fact. So, yeah, they, they counter each other out, which to me is basically exactly what the, the whole blue season's been like. Touch there upon the uh, the changing coach and the impact that might have had. Uh, and let's take that over out to West Wales now. And the statement number two is this it is officially now a transition year for the Scarlets, fact or fiction. Yeah, it's going to be a fact, isn't it, mm. on that? Um, I always felt that it was going to be a difficult yeah. difficult season for them, losing the quality that they, the quality of player that they had, and then also the when you take sort of the character as well, so not mm. just them on the pitch, off the pitch as well. Yeah. Um, plus then you've got, you know, Pivak leaving, the other boys, you know, rumoured to be as well. It's, it's, it's a lot, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and, and added to that, for me, they punched well above their weight. I was mm. quite vocal about that, wasn't I? Saying that they did unbelievably well with the yep. squad depth, financial everything that we always end up talking about with the Welsh regions. So, um, yeah, it is. Um, you don't think then there's a, an opportunity to, you know, to go on and challenge for for Pro Fourteen silverware. I think there's an opportunity there. Mm. Yeah, but it's you know there's going to be it's going it's it's, it's it's quite difficult for them, isn't it? Because they were they were riding so high. And they, it was always yeah. gonna. It was always gonna come back down. I think it was. I think the, yeah. I think you know. It does feel like it's going to be a transition year now, doesn't it? Because you've got there was a lot of players came into the squad, like you've said, a load, a load of big characters left, and that's always going to cause disruption. I was I was more confident that it wouldn't be as big a disruption because I thought the quality of player they were bringing in was very very good. I suppose what has done it is it's just the sheer number, you know, the sheer number of players coming in has meant that it's been tricky to to have that transition. Because um, it's different, isn't it? If you lose, if you lose a player, you know, say Tyburn left, yeah, and then Barkley left the season after, yeah. so you know Tyburn's replaced. You still got Barkley, yeah, but they've with them all with with three or four of them just going, yeah, massive, isn't it? Yeah, you're right. The signings have been good, but then mm-hmm. they've got to get into the systems. They've got to understand, you know, what it's like playing in Wales, and it's different, isn't it? Oh, it is. It's different. It's, everything about it's different. So, yeah, I, you know, I, I think though there's there's still a big opportunity in the league now. They're not going to be fighting on two fronts as they have as they were last season, and you know the, the, this is it. This is them out of Europe now, right? This is them done. So the reality is they can just it's the old cliche of getting knocked out of the cup. You can concentrate on yeah. the league, and I think that isn't that is it now. They just you know they have to put their efforts into that. That's what's needed, isn't it? With the 
you know, with a ch- with a with a change of guard, then. But how much? Just can it, can it afford to be a transition year when you've got, you know, we've got a new coach coming in, which you know in turn is going to have is going to have more disruption into next season. So Bradmore getting the job, he's going to be the new gaffer when it comes round to when it comes round to whatever we're going to then season nineteen twenty, and you've got the World Cup at the start of that year as well. So there's going to be an awful lot of Scarlets players missing. Um, you know, what, where do they need to get to at the end of this season? I think they can. I think they can. This this will actually be a bit of a blessing. Um, them coming out, and just they can just focus on on one competition, mm. which they can do very very well in. Um, get the confidence, get the confidence back up. Just quietly go about their business, yeah. and then literally tune 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 in for when for when uh, more comes in. Is it more important that they have? A settled squad, and those players have learnt the system. Then it actually is to to challenge for silverware this year. You know, is it more important that they they go into next season with those players fully bedded in? They can go in, recruit, and you know they have a solid base to work on. Is that a bigger priority than it is than it is actually trying to win the title this year? Yeah, I would say really, if you you know. You're looking at a new coach coming in. He's going to be there for a number of seasons, isn't he? So, um, yes, you know, winning the uh, winning the Pro Four mm. team would be fantastic, wouldn't it? But I think, you know, being being realistic, um, you know, getting the squad all in tune, knowing each other, knowing the systems, and and Pivac will be, you know, will be in close communication with with Morgan. Mm. I think that transition probably will be um, a pretty smooth one. Um, I would expect anyway more so than the players that have come yeah. in and out. And uh, it's not like a knee jerk halfway through the season sacking, is it? It's yeah. The the handover is going to be going to be as good. smooth as it ever yeah, can you, be. You, yeah. You, yeah. I mean, I really think that's going to be a, a good a good handover. So there's it's it's to be expected. I think really there's no you know there's no there's no great great. This isn't a, this isn't a big surprise mm. for me. The is that right? Yeah. I'll have to go back and listen to the Scarlets. Uh, the Scarlet's preview that we did right at the start of the yeah. season because I can't remember what you said now. Don't I can't remember what I said, but I did say though, didn't I? That that for the Scarlet's getting to mm. where they got to in that in that um, was it when we went over to yeah to, to Dublin um, yeah so to get the, to, the semi final of the Champions semi. Cup and to get to the final of the but yeah was that's that's dream stuff mm. with the, with the squad the budget everything it's it's an incredible achievement and to. You know, to get anywhere near that again was was going to be not impossible. Was going to be impossible for me. I don't think it was impossible, really, because I think they should have beaten they should have beaten Racing ninety two in their first home game. Halfpenny missed some some pretty simple kicks, and they gave it away right right towards the end of the game. And yeah, but you've got a long way to go to get to the sem- to, to get to the semi. No, you do, it? but they they will be disappointed sat here zero from three. And they'll be dis- they'll be disappointed, Definitely disappointed. rightly disappointed. so. And they they should be beating they should be beating Ulster at home as well. Yeah, you know, to actually should... to have lost by a point, Ulster were comfortably the better side. But they still had enough in there, Scarlets, I think, to to have won the game. You know, it was it was penalties, it was ill discipline. their defence, I don't know what happened there. And again the defence is something that we've we've been praising mm. over the defense over the last couple of years that's that's been the thing that really porous isn't it it was it was porous and that's that's been the thing that had really i thought to, you know scarlets have always been able to play a track surprising yeah it does it does and i think again maybe it is down to players you know players coming into the systems but and it, it was a, it was a really disappointing performance on on that regard when um, you've got to um do you think it's a bit of a blessing because you know you got to, you know when you pulled they're quite a, quite a tight. They're quite a, uh, a narrow squad. Yeah, uh, as all the regions are. I keep on saying it, but your mind can be. I just think this is going to be a lot easier just to reset now, refocus. And yeah, they'll be disappointed. And you, any side that's uh, that's used to winning and of that quality, you want them to be disappointed. Mm. But I just think in the long run, this is this is probably not a bad thing at all. Maybe. Uh, yeah. Maybe you're right. Actually, I, I'm thinking. Yeah, more. So for the the stability, how they finish the season is going to be more important than than these games now. You know, I, I think it'll be disappointing. Um, I think they could have got out of this group, if I'm honest. And you know, beat beat. Uh, did I say so? yeah? Beat Racing in the first game, yeah, which they should have done. Um, and then win that game against Celtic. So you win those home games, you give yourself you give yourself a good chance of getting out of the pool. And they haven't managed to do that, and I think they'll be disappointed. However. 
how they finish the end of the season is going to be is going to be really really interesting. And if they're able to finish strongly, I think if they can go on again, get out of the get out of the, their conference in the Pro 14, if they can get to semi final or final again, I think those players will discover, you know, will have rediscovered some of that. Um, some of that joyous rugby that they were playing before. And if they're able to do that when the new coach comes in, I think you've got much more solid foundations. So I don't know if it, yeah, I don't know if it's a blessing so much because I, I think it, you know, it would have been good for confidence just to, just to, to win some big European games. I think they'll be disappointed, but in the long run, uh, I, I think how they go, how they go at the end of the season is going to be more important. To a slightly different camps again, ish, ish. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think we're cl- I think we're closer on this one, and uh, yeah, talking of, I guess priorities and silverware and things like that. Let's let's try this one, Dan. Let's stay in West Wales. Ospreys should make European Challenge Cup their number one priority this year. Fact or fiction? Number one priority. Yeah. I mean, is this or trying to qualify through for Europe through the league? Because financially, they need to qualify for Europe, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Um, taking your time on it. Yeah, I am taking my time. Um, for, for in terms of the way in which they've gone about things, I think they're looking at the they're looking at the league, aren't they? I think they're looking at the league. And you can just from the you know just yeah. from looking at the squad the squads that they put out, but they're going very very well in this competition. So maybe it'll. You know, maybe it'll change. But well, I, uh, yeah, I think they're going. I think they're building something quite nice at the moment. He's already said he's going to rest some players for next week. Mm. Um, but that said, Stad aren't taking this seriously either. Stad, you know, if, well, if the Ospreys are kind Ospreys of thinking about, if the Ospreys are kind of thinking about their league, then Stad are certainly thinking yeah, about. I their think Osprey C team um, would would do a job on would do a job on Stad at the moment. Well, on Stad's European, yeah. on Stad's European form certainly, and absolutely blew them away. Mm. And you know it's good. That's but that's the thing. I think it does. It does give confidence. And a good cup run here, I, th- I think, is. I, I think they can manage both. But personally, I don't think Alan Clark sees it that way. I think he's been. He's shown with his selections this year that he's trying to manage that squad carefully, isn't he? He's, he is. Yeah, you, you know, see. you've seen those those ones where we've had 14, 15 changes. There's to no hiding it, is there? He's absolutely. Yeah. You know, the, 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 the squad. You just look at it and go, okay. He's picked that team. He doesn't. He's not. Yeah. He's not really that fast. And I understand it for this for next weekend's games because I think you can make changes and still go and get a result against Stad in um, in the Amlin or the the Parker Pen. And you know that those dar- that derby game against um, against Scarlets, of course, that that's massive. So you want everyone fully loaded and re- and ready for that. So I understand it this weekend. It's some of the other ones earlier on in the in the season that has perplexed me a little bit, where he's made monster amount of changes. Um, but you know, I, so I don't think it is their number one priority because I think to win this, there's only going to be one winner of this competition. Whereas there's more places up for grabs through the league. Yeah, he's so I, I do he's think the league, the league is more important. But I also think that they they shouldn't you know they shouldn't discount this. They should be looking at that going right. There's there's a damn good opportunity here. And you know what would that do for confidence if they were able to lift a lift a European trophy? Yeah, it would it would be huge, wouldn't it? And for the and for the fans as well to yeah. give fans something massive to you know to cheer about, get a bit of silverware. Um, well, look look what it did for look what it did for the Blues. You look at how the attendances were at the start of the season, off the back of winning that, and yeah, gate receipts. Yeah, you know, to win to win something in your first season, I think would be I think would be massive for Alan Clark. Yeah, yeah, I do, especially with all that's gone on at the Ospreys, the fallout. It's it's. It could be. Um, it's going to be just what just what he needs. So I think Alan Clark needs to. Will maybe will change his change his way a little bit of looking at this this competition as it, mm. as it goes on. But then I is, think, that, yeah. is that a fairly obvious thing to say anyway? As you start, yeah. well, you do though, don't you? you? I, yeah, I think that, you, start, you always do with this competition. You go right. How do we get on the first few games? And then oh, oh okay, okay, yeah, we're, we're on for yeah, something. Yeah. yeah, we'll start. We'll start picking. And because they've gone, um, Alan Clark's been. He's done things to extreme with the squad, hasn't he? Mm. He's picked. You know, it, it it has been extreme. Yeah. With with the selection, if we just see a little bit of balance, that's probably all that's needed. Well, yeah. I mean, you've had things like like <laughs> Ivan Phillips starting in the back row in this competition. You know, and he's yeah, he's a, he's a bloody versatile player, but he's a hooker yeah. at the end of the day. 
And so, yeah, I, I think he, you're right. He has been extreme. And I, I think we'll, we'll see that squad selection tempered a bit if there, if there is half a chance of, of, of going on to, to compete in it. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, so we're on the, we're on the same page here because I, I think it is fiction, but don't write out Europe. That's what I'm saying. With you, with you. All right, loads more to come, uh, including our brand new feature on the plane. So be sure not to miss that. And of course, we've got the uh, the rest of fact or fiction, and we'll be looking ahead to next week's games. All of that coming up in the second half of the show after this very quick break. Right, Dan. Two remaining on fact or fiction, and we're going to take a look at the Welsh side. Now, Jonathan Humphreys would be the perfect appointment for Wales forward coach, fact or fiction. So while you think, again, the context behind this is that the story broke in the Wales online this week that it's thought to be a done deal that Jonathan Humphreys is going to become the, the replacement for Robin McBride when uh, when the the changes happen after Rugby World Cup 19? I'll go fact. Yeah? Yeah. Because everyone that seems to have worked with him yeah. really, really rates mm. him. Now, you know, that's all I can really go off. You know, yeah. I've never been in a camp with him. Nor uh, are you likely to. No, At this stage not. in your career. Um, but, uh, yeah, he's, he's hugely well regarded, isn't he? Mm. Um, players, players like him as well. That you, I've known too many players come out and say, you know, say too many negative things. And where he's where he's gone, he seems to have done, you know, done all right. Um, you hear sort of hugely positive things, but then when you look at the sides he's been at, it, it, it's not. He hasn't well, sort of been, yeah. Uh, you know, off the scale in terms of success, successful is he? But you can definitely see that he's he's um, he's changed. Uh, He's changed packs and the way in which they've gone, they've they've gone about their business. Yeah, I mean, I, it's an interesting one. I suppose if you were to look at his, you know, his his most recent um, his most recent roles. So you've got the Glasgow Warriors at the moment. I suppose they're a they're a side of renowned for their for their running ability more, but you know, they're they're certainly not a they're certainly not a you know, a, a pack that's getting smashed about all the time, yeah. are they? And, you know, they're very mobile and, you know, the, the forwards are, are capable of, are capable of uh, keeping the ball and, well, they've had, and, they've had and some, offloading and stuff as well. They've had some big scrummaging displays as well this mm. year, haven't they? Um, you know, really impressive displays. Yeah. So, yeah, he's, I loved him as a player as well. Yeah, well, I know, no, no, definitely, definitely he was, a, he was a fine player. Obviously, Scotland, he was at for, Scotland for four years as well, you know, again during that time, you probably wouldn't say that Scotland's biggest asset was was their forwards, and they was the Ospreys for you know for quite a length of time. And again during that time, the Ospreys were renowned for having a good pack. So it's, I suppose yeah, it's really difficult to judge because you can only you can only work with what you've got. Yeah. Now Wales's pack that he's going to be inheriting is a pretty strong one in the history of Welsh packs. It is. The question is, can he get more out of them uh, than we're getting at the moment? I mean, he's. I'm quite excited. I'm quite excited by it, isn't it? It's, mm. They're obviously going for for massive amounts of change, aren't they? With uh, within the Welsh setup, they're all. I don't know. I wonder if they'll all end up sticking together and moving on to. Uh, moving on to England. Yeah, yeah. Do you think? Well, yeah, I think that they're they're very very tight, aren't they? You know, any criticism that comes out against one of them, and they all they're all quietly backing each other, and which is which is great to see actually. Mm. I think well, let's go sub let's go sub question then on this one. Do you think Warren Gatland will get that England job? If he went for it, he'd absolutely get it. Will he I'm, go for it then? I, I wouldn't be surprised. Mm. He'd, he'd be it'd be the job I think that I would take if I was him. He'd be dangerous there. I mean, they've selection has been their their weakness yeah. for. Years, you know, ten years now has, has been. They haven't selected the best size. I wonder whether, and um, quite a bit of that's been top down, and we'll end up seeing a book that will be coming out, you know, over the next, you know, next four or five years. We well, don't think Eddie Jones is selecting that side. I think Eddie Jones is now, but Eddie right. Jones selects the wrong side still. Okay, right. In my opinion, but before that, I think there was. I wonder whether there was a bit of, um, you know, a bit of pressure coming down from from the the, the top dogs. Yeah. Um, 
you know, the Rugby Football Union. I, I don't know, but it just... Oh, go on, Dan, say it. Yeah, well, no. And so him going in there will be, you're not playing, mm. but you are. And oh, yeah. They've got, they've got so many quality players, haven't they? They've never got the balance quite right. They still don't know now what their best side is. Backs and forwards, they just don't know. And he would go in there and he must be looking at it thinking, I would have a field day there. And and he would. He'd make them into a really, really dangerous side. And they're always going to be there or thereabouts because of their, their depth. You know, they can on their day beat anybody. Yeah. But when they when he if he tunes them in to that sort of mentality, you know, like he does with Wales, gets time with them, picks the right players, the right combinations, they'd be they'd be um they'd be devastating. Go back. Let's bring. Yeah, so all interesting points there. Let's bring it back to to Jonathan Humphreys, though. I mean, it's. What it's, do you think? What, what's your I take? Think, I think. I think. I again, you really can only go on the, the testimony of the players who have, who've uh, who've been coached by him, and we've been fortunate enough to to meet quite a few of those and chat to them. And again, a lot of them have hugely positive things to say about him, and that's definitely going to be a good thing. Um, you know, and again, you, you can judge him on the packs that the packs that he's he's had at his disposal. You know, I think I think Glasgow got a damn good pack. Um, I think the Ospreys had a very good pack during the time he was he was down there as well. Um, you know, the Scotland side during that period not renowned necessarily for being a, a monstrous pack, but they were a good mobile pack. Yeah. And you know, I suppose he was there during that kind of transition that transitionary period um, where they went from being god awful to you know, to, yeah. to certainly competitive, and and then you know under um, under Vern Cotter and, and now under Gregor Townsend, they're they're really uh, a really impressive outfit. The systems so, have been quite yeah have been quite impressive, and then he hasn't gone into sides where there's uh, uh, you know they're bringing in you know they're bringing in um, you know unbelievable signings. Mm. Then really, it, it, he's he's gone about his work in a fairly honest way, isn't he? Yeah, and I, look, I think it's I, I think based on. Based on everything that we've got at our disposal, I think it, I think it seems like an exciting exciting appointment. And you know, we're always bemoaning the fact that Welsh coaches Welsh don't get a chance. And here's someone who's gone out, learnt you know, learnt his I suppose his learnt his test trade with Scotland, has stayed up there, and um, and you know, he's obviously thought of highly by the uh, by the Scottish Rugby Union. As well, so look, I, you know, I'm, I'm as excited as you can be about a forwards coach. I think, I think that it feels like a, a canny appointment to me. Yeah, please. So, to both of us, happy with that then? I think so. Um, yeah, you know, and ultimately, I think it's you'll find out soon enough, won't you? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, he's get he's he'd, he'd be happy. Hmm. I mean, that's a he's coming in at a, at a nice time with a very very good Welsh pack. How do you rate Robin McBride as a as a forwards coach? And what he's done for Wales. He's been there a very long time. He's been there a very long time. He's there before Gatland, you know. He's been there a very long time and I don't think Gatland would have uh, would have kept him there if he didn't rate him. Mm. That, that's you've seen that with how ruthless he is. Um you can bring the other coaches into that as well, Howley and the likes. But yeah. I think he's done well he has, he's done a he's done a very, very, very good job if you look at the success we've had. And and Gatland and his party are gonna be massively missed. Massively missed. No, I think you're absolutely right. You know, you know the, all... the, the common theme that seems to be running through tonight's podcast is transition. <laughs> and you are going to see no bigger transition than, than when Warren Gatlin leaves yeah. after 10 years yeah. in charge of Wales. You know, we have had, we've, we've never had any stability close to that in the professional era. Nothing yeah. even remotely close. It's, um, you know, even Graham Henry, who made the biggest changes forward, it all went tits up. And he went, had, Hansen was, you know, looking for looking for performances, but he was certainly was then nowhere near this length of time. And then, you know, you had the the Ruddock era and, and the uh, the Gareth Jenkins era. So, you know, that that level of consistency and continuity and stability, you know, we've we've just simply not had yeah. that. And so that this is going to be really really interesting to see how it goes. And it's it's going to be a massive task for this for Bivac. It's a huge step up. And, you know, having experienced, talented coaches around him, like Stephen Jones, obviously he's worked with before, someone like, uh, like Humphreys, who isn't a stranger to the Test Arena, I think it, I think it could be a really, uh, a really shrewd appointment. Yeah, he's, he's such a different coach as well, isn't he, to, 
you know, to be at the top there compared to Gatland. So he's going to... Pivak. Pivak needs a really, really strong team around him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, if not stronger than him. Mm. You know, they, they, you know, he's, he's, uh, he's a very different guy to, to Gatland, isn't he? So yeah, I'm... I'm you know, I think I am a little bit worried, really, about um, about how it's going to go, and I think that's um, I'm not being sort of you know, pessimistic with that, but just mm. sort of I think naturally you're going to be you're going to be a bit concerned. You, you you know we all get it, we can all get a bit carried away, can't we? With you know maybe the the rugby's going to be this way or that way, mm. but he's 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 brought about a, such a disciplined approach to the Welsh side, and now we're starting to see as well that we're going to a, a, a slightly newer level. Mm. And as you pointed out there, when you run through some of the coaches, we've had we've had sort of moments of brilliance, and then things that have completely yeah. gone um, gone wrong. Also off the pitch as well, which is just you know so difficult in Wales. And let's be honest, we've really not hit. had all the dramas that we've had in the past. You know, yeah. Ruddock Gate and all of this kind of all of those kind of things. Everything you know, Gareth Jenkins getting sacked in a car park. All the stuff that is a bit cringeworthy as a Wales fan and the stuff that has you know player power all of this kind of stuff you haven't had any of that no. during Gatland's era so you know look, I'm, I'm unashamedly a big fan of Warren Gatland and it would have been there would have been bits and bobs wouldn't there and he would have just gone right I think that's it bang. he just stamps it out so not having that yeah so it's going it's to be really interesting to see how um, yeah see how that Pivak does handle it and especially if he's inheriting the World Cup winners <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's keep let's keep that yeah. chat down to a minimum won't we uh, right, last one then, Dan. It is pointless Dragons recalling their Wales stars for next week's game against the Claremont. That's all fiction. <laughs> I'm laughing now. I was wondering what the Dragons one was going to be. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm going to let you answer it. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure it makes much much difference bringing them back, to be honest. I mean, look, they might be on for a hiding in, in Claremont, but we're getting a hiding... By everyone at the moment, it doesn't matter what side we put out. They put fifty points on us, so it really, it really doesn't seem to make much difference. And if we're talking about must-win games, it's understandable that uh, that Alan Clark is resting some players in order for the to have the strongest squad available for his derby games. I mean, bloody hell, Bernard Jackman really needs to be doing the same because everything hinges on that absolutely everything you know all right if we if we go and lose to Claremont and they six seventy on us does it really alter anything it, it would be forgotten if we were able to get a win against uh, a win against Cardiff you know it would be completely yeah. forgotten I Bernard Jackman won't even be he won't even know the game the game is on I don't think it's that it's that insignificant over there I think he's is everything is on these derbies his job potentially as well mm. everything isn't it yeah it, well it, it is it, I think you know come, come, comes back to that and uh I think we're all we're all hoping as Welsh fans that there's a massive performance that comes in there, and that the players come in and really up the ante because they've got they've got the players there, haven't they? That can do something in that uh, in that in that derby. Well, do they though? I mean, we've seen nothing yeah. to suggest they can so well, far. When we this went, season, seen nothing. No, we haven't. But when we when we look at the, I know it's totally different when you get in an international setup, but the players that are there, yeah. they can they they have to be able to take it. To take it up to that next level, and if you're going to do it in any game, it's going to be the derby. I, I seem to remember us having the same chat mm. last year. Yeah, it didn't happen, really, did it? Um, no, um, not to the level at which we expected. But they've they've got to, haven't they? They've got to. If they, if they if the players want to, it's got to be a win. Now it's not about coach. it's not about it's not about performance. performance. It yeah. has to be a yeah. win. And in I, I think he's got to win one of those two one of those two derby games. Um, do you think it, it's do you think they can do it? Well, based on this season, there's there's nothing to suggest. So, so because this season has been disastrous so far. You know, there there have been those couple of wins early on. Um, you know, really Which season for how many years? Uh, well, I, it, it's not as bad as last season yet because at least we've had three wins, which you couldn't say last year. Um, and it, you know, we're only halfway through it, but the step up has to, is going to be massive in order. In order to get a win there, now I suppose, like like you're saying there, Cardiff have got injury problems. Yep, which good time to be playing. Which you know could be a good time to be playing. But again, you know, Ollie Griffiths went off injured this weekend, and um, 
there's injury concerns the Dragons. As we know, that squad yeah. is yeah, well, he's, is not is not strong. And players like Griffiths are what you're going to need to to win those games because he has been consistently excellent yeah. every time he's pulled on that jersey. Yeah. And I don't even just mean just this season. Though. He's been such a consistent performer for for the Dragons that you need those players. He is that class who can who can win you a game and. Yeah, he needs to stay. He definitely needs to stay. He needs. Free, he needs he? to stay. Injury-free. Fans Even, need to come down in a you know, and they will in a big way. They will. You know, I I think um, you know, it's a couple it's a couple of days before Christmas. It's not the usual Boxing Day scenario, but I don't think I don't think that's gonna I don't think that's gonna alter it. It's, I don't know what Cardiff. I don't know what Cardiff are gonna put out. Man, yeah, it? well, and again, they Lloyd got, injured, isn't he? Jared Evans. Lloyd went off injured. Jared's injured. Um, Jared, Jared Evans went went off injured. Yeah, Ollie, um, Ollie, Ollie Robinson did finish the game, didn't he? Yeah, but um, I think he's picked up something. Has he? he? Uh, well, I mean, this. So, yeah, they're definitely, and they've got another tie against Saracens first as yeah, well. So, well. but again, all of that, all of that leads. Look, if, if there is a good time to play the Blues, it's now, and um, you know, the, the step up is absolutely massive, and that's why I think everything has to. That that is the Dragons Cup final. That game is is the Dragons Cup final. It's you know whether we lose to Claremont by 30, 40, 50, 60 points pales. You know even if we were to win nine points to six out there, you know the, I don't think it would mean anything. It's, it's essentially a dead rubber of a game. So I, I'm not entirely sure what calling the Wales recalling the Wales players is all about. Um, I'm not sure that's that's the, the right approach. There's no point, is there? Well, I don't think so. Yeah, absolutely no that, point. Yeah, all the all the press speculation seems to seems to be that that is that is what's going to happen, and yeah, I, you know, I, I'm just not sure what there is to what there is to be gained by that. But you know, that's um, that's that's what we're dealing with. What do you what do you think? Will the Dragons get a result in that in that derby game? I'm, I'm going to go with yeah, and you get some decent odds, I'd imagine. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with yes. There, there's never been a better time to be playing uh, to be playing Cardiff Blues, is there? And if the I tell you what, if the players, if if Jackman hasn't lost the changing room, yeah, yeah, it'll be a Dragons win because does that you, does you, that mean that if they don't win, he has lost the change? He has lost the changing room. I'd say potentially it would it would mean that yeah um, away as well. That's the you know that's the <laughs> we haven't we haven't won a game for God knows whatever it is two and a half years. Yeah, but if you, you're gonna, I know it is away, but it's you know, it's down the road. It's it's gonna be a big you know it'll be a bumper crowd. You set out to it. That's those are the games you want to play. There's enough there's enough experience there that I think the Dragons will have at their disposal. As long as they don't do anything silly in the next game, mm. we've just discussed. Yeah, um, and and really go out there and put a performance in for the for the coach and the chairman and ev- and everything else. That's what we all want to see. I think as as a all, all Welsh fans will want to see that to get you know, get the dragons back. Um, because if 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 this if that doesn't happen, then what is gonna what's gonna happen after that? Yeah, well, look, I, I think we all know what's going to happen. Well, I, I think the, the indication is, right, Buttress has come out and backed Jackman a couple of times. Um, but if we, get to, if we get to Christmas and and the hammerings continue, and you know what it's like, the, it gets intensified mm. when, you lose to your, when you lose to your local, you know, to your local rivals. When you lose to the neighbours, it is that much more intense. Do you think, think Buttress is, because he said, oh, look, there's no, there's no point making, you know, you know, making changes and rash decisions, mm. but then th- that's exactly what they've done with you know, obviously Connor, you know, you know yeah, Sean Connor going and, and I, I think and you're defend- right, yeah, Sean Connor and the defense Marnett's going. going, yeah. So that that that's a com- you know that's exactly what's happened. Mm. Now, you know, is he coming out? And you've got to, you've still got to back your you've still got to back your guys, haven't you? And I think that's exactly the right thing to do. Mm. But behind the scenes, he has to be questioning him has to be you just you just would you just would do in in, in this position um so uh yeah i'm i'm these are massive massive fixtures there's a, these are these are enormous yeah and uh i really want the trackens to do this now 
Yeah, well, not too not too long to wait for those games. Obviously, we've got more European rugby next week, uh, which we'll be previewing right at the last part of the show. But it's now time for our brand new feature, On the Plane. And uh, this is in conjunction with our mates at MSG Tours. So the idea is that we find one player each week who's got closer to getting into Warren Gatland's Rugby World Cup squad and booking their seat on the trip to Japan. And if you are thinking about a trip to Japan, then make sure you head over to msgtours.com and take the hassle out of arranging your trip to the Rugby World Cup. So this weekend, Dan, I did, do, you, do you think, right, the first question for you, when you're, when, you, you know, when you're selecting for international rugby, do these kind of weekends, the Heineken Cup weekends, do they hold that much more sway than, you know, than consistent Pro 14 form? Yeah, they do mean, they mean a lot, don't they? And I think even in a, when you, when you, in, when you look, say, individually at a player, mm. um, if they hold their own in their yeah. position, that is what matters. So a, a team can have a thumping. And Warren Gatlin might sit there and go. Yeah, he's, he, you, you take him out, put him in the other side, and he's, yeah. looking, he's looking world, world class. And that's what, he, that's what he tends to do. And I think that's, um, it's easy for us to forget that, isn't it? And think, oh, well, they're an illusion side, yeah. so they're all, you know, they're all, interestingly, they're not. There's, you know, there's a, and, and that, so that's a big part of it for me. They'll mm. just analyse that particular play, and, yep, that was a positive carry, positive tackle. Everything he's done has been positive. Yeah. Hasn't made an error. He is he's up there and um, yeah so that's, that's that's what it is for me fair enough um, looking at this this weekend's games I mean it's it's putting that theory into practice really isn't it because you've got two losses in the um, in the Heineken Cup for the for the Welsh regions it's it's harder to look good in a in a losing side but the player I, I think has stood out this weekend and you know he's always going to be on this plane anyway but I think the one Welsh player who really stood out for me this weekend is Jonathan Davis. And head and shoulders. <sighs> yeah, I mean it's a really difficult weekend to start this, isn't it? Because you've you've not it's not like we're we're coming off the back of one of those great Scarlet's European wins or like how Cardiff got on in the in the, the Amelin Cup last year. It is a really difficult weekend where Cardiff got thumped in the second half and Scarlet's have lost a game that they should have won. So it is a really, really tricky one. You've then got you know, you then got Dragons getting thumped and then you've got the Ospreys winning, but, you know, against a, a side that you expect to win. So if we're working on the principle that you really want to examine the form of those players playing at the, the highest tier of rugby, I think, I think the, the one who, yeah, the one who stood out for me the most was Jonathan Davis. Tough night for the Scarlets. Every time they looked for, for something to happen, really, they just tried to get the ball into Jonathan Davis's hands. I also found it hard to deal with his physicality. That handoff that he just seems to produce every single, you know, numerous times every single game. When he spots half a gap, you can't, you know, you can't get near him. If you've not got him, if you've not got him front on and he's getting away from you, that fend is absolutely monster. So I mean he was always gonna be he's always gonna be on the plane, but this weekend, you know, again, it shows it showed exactly why. And he's been doing it for Wales. He's come back to form really, really quickly after a long layoff with injury. He didn't take any any build up, did he? Because he it was quite quite different, wasn't it, to how he was when he got injured last time? Yeah, it was, and you know, this was like bang, I'm I'm back. Recently, I listened back to a podcast we did uh, after the Lions squad was announced, and pretty much all of us on there were saying that perhaps Jonathan Davis was a bit lucky to get in that squad uh, because of um, you know because his form his had form. really been quite stuttering for Wales. That's you know go, going back into winter of of twenty seven. Yeah, yeah, sorry. The start of 2017. Yeah. Well, that answer that comes back. And look at him; he's, he's man of the man of the yeah. series, isn't it? So oh, he was, yeah. I mean, everyone in awe of him. But that comes back quite nicely, doesn't it? To what, 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 what you know, what is more important? Yeah. And Gatland just knows, doesn't he, that he is. You know, he's he's just so classy, isn't he? Yeah. In, in everything, in everything he does. So, I. It's difficult though with some of those, isn't it? Because we always also we want to say reward form. Mm. But there are certain players, aren't there? That you know, Falatau being one of them. You know, you're gonna get. You know, if he's if he's fit, if Toby he, doesn't play any rugby from yeah. now until 
Yeah. Until the you know the the day before the the squad is announced and he's then declared fit, he'll go. He's going. Yeah. yeah. He's going and he's and, he, and he's starting. So, and it's just that's how it is, isn't it? Same with same with Jonathan probably. But mm. there's there's only maybe there's only three. There's probably three players that that would be. Um, well, it'd be Jonathan, yeah. Toby, yeah. Alan Wynn, yeah. Tipperick. Tipperick probably as well. Yeah. Outside of that. I'm half penny. Half penny. Half penny. Although with a kick inside, you know. Don't know. Yeah, I mean, I I agree on all of those players. I think they will. Yeah. You know, they will definitely be there. But basically, yeah, based on this weekend, I I really do think it was. You know, in in a losing cause, he showed exactly the the class act that he is, and every fact. You know, I suppose actually the 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 blemish on the copybook is the. you know, as we're used to seeing him lead the defensive line. And actually, there was a lot of individual errors in there, which, you know, you can't kind of account for. But there was a couple of times when the um, the Scarlet's defensive line didn't come up in the way that, we, that we've expected them to. And, uh, you know, look like a really cohesive defensive unit. So I suppose that's the only slight blot on the copybook. But, yeah, for me, that's, that's the player I'm going to go for. Yeah. Okay. It's a good. Yeah, a good one. Right. So if yeah, that's uh, that's Jonathan Davis's seat on the plane secured. Nice, easy choice. I've gone for there. I think these are going to get trickier as the uh, as the weeks go by. Um, but yeah, if you want to get your seat on the plane, then make sure you head over to msgtours.com and uh, yeah, take that hassle out of uh, out of organising a, a trip to Japan and uh, yeah, book your seat on the plane with them. Any other business is the last part of the show. So just time to quickly look ahead to the fixtures for next week. And we get underway on Friday night, and it's the reverse fixture, Ulster versus Scarlet. What are you doing here, Dan, if you're Wayne Pivot? Just rest everyone up. Yeah, rest. Yeah, rest up, I'd say. Um, and just just focus on the, the, the up-and-coming games mm. thereafter, I think. That's just that's the order of the day, isn't it, really? What are you going with? Yeah, I think I'd be. I think I'd be doing the same. As you know, I'm not a massive fan of wholesale changes, but uh, yeah, where they've got injury concerns and big derby game coming up, I think you have to make those changes. Get, you know, give a few players, um, give a few players a run out. Um, again, it's really, really difficult because just more more injury problems for them, and that's 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 exactly where where both sides find themselves this time. Season in, season That's out. It. The management of the whole squad is so is so challenging. Yeah, because you're almost you're conceding. You know, you basically you throw you throwing the towel in, um, but in a strategic way because because you, you have to because we just don't have the depth, do we? But no, what can you do? No, and again, you know, I suppose again a little bit of um, I suppose some solace for for Scarlet's fans. I, I thought Dan Davis is showing signs of becoming a, you know, to be thrown in, you know, he's a very, very raw player in terms of his experience. He's come straight from under twenties rugby into the into the first team. You know, a few appearances off the bench um, earlier on this this season. You know, in games like you know against I suppose yeah. lesser lesser yeah. sides. You know, sides like the Kings. But he's um, when he's been given that opportunity, he's, yeah, he's he's impressed me actually. He looks really. Just from glance, he looks quite lightweight. He's obviously very, very quick, very mobile, and good over the ball as well. So I think he's um, he's definitely going to be one to watch going forward. Uh, That's why these games are so important, aren't yeah. they? For, for for our regions because of the lack of depth that we need. We need a number of the younger boys to to play and get experience. So mm. you know, in two to three years' time, because we're certainly not going to be coming into any more money. If anything, if anything, the financial pressure is going to be getting greater. Mm. That we need to we need to we need to grow our own, don't we? Yeah, along, I think so. Definitely along the lines of the Irish, you know, the Irish setup, and, and yeah. you know, make you know make clever signings. Mm. But that's what Scarlets have done really well, and you know, I think they've again, been the cutest, haven't they? Yeah, of all the regions, really. They've they've recruited astutely, but then also the um, those players they've brought through have, have stepped up. You know, the the McLeods and the Boyds and the Eliases, they look they look they look comfortable yeah. at, at European level. So it also helps, doesn't it, when. If we, if we bring in the, the overseas signings that they've been such good overseas yeah, signings they're then, adding yeah. yeah when the players then come in they're all learning under them yeah. they're enjoying playing with them and it helps it helps the, the whole culture comes from a lot of it comes from those overseas you see time and time again people on, on on Facebook social media saying you know why is you know 
why is an overseas player being being mm. signed? And you think, well, there's so much more to just that individual coming in and playing for that, yeah. playing in their position. You know, you're not able to see. Well, that. and as well, like it's you know, as if you pick the same fifteen every week. You know, we're sat here now saying, oh, you know, our our, our Cardiff Blues can scramble together a, a twenty-three. You know, they've got that many injury problems, so it's always need, it's always going to be needed to supplement yeah. the squad. It but always they become, is. They become the spine of the side, don't they? Until, well, in Scarlett's case. They've ended up turning the careers around of that individual player, and then and then they've been picked up by their by their their representative side. Yeah, and they've 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 been that important. No, no, absolutely, yeah, and particularly in the case of Burn and Bar- Barkley, that's yeah. definitely been the case. Um, Stad versus Ospreys, we touched on this earlier on in the show. For me, I think they have to pick a side that is capable. You know, I think you can rest one or two key individuals, but so I think like a fifty-fifth. Um, I, I think you few, should, yeah. Look, don't put, don't put the resis out, but I think you should put out a side that that is capable of going over there yeah. and, and beating Stad because I think they seem pretty disinterested. Didn't they got that as well. Yeah, I do. I, I think I've got more faith in this Osprey squad than maybe Alan Clark has. Um, yeah, I think I think there's I think there is there is enough there um, to go yeah to go out there and, and get a result. Um, I really do. So we're going Osprey's win. Just come back to the scars. Are we going? Yeah. Are we going I think Ulster win that. We're going Ulster, yeah, yeah, if you if if Scarlet's rest players, I think Ulster will win that. Yeah, frustrating one because Scarlet's have got that, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Cardiff at home to Sarries. Again, what do you what do you do? I mean, you don't really have much of a choice in terms of squad selection because I think you, I don't think so, you know you can't put out when you're still in the hunt, even if it's a, a thin chance of getting out of that group, you can't put out a. A weak inside against Saris, you just have to go as fully loaded as think? it is. Yeah, hundred percent. Even though the squads, I'm not quite sure who they're going to be able to going to be able to pick. I mean, it's... Well, well, even more reason. What are you going to do? Rest the the quality that you do have in that squad. And then you've got a mass, but then you've got the derbies. Oh, they're they're playing the dragons anyway. So uh... the dragons will be well as we said, they've got to be up for that. So. Yeah, look, I, I I don't think you can afford to put out a weak inside against Saris because that will be that'll be a massive dent in confidence. I think I think this is a different scenario I think for Cardiff with, than it is for the Dragons. Yeah, well, they have something to play for. If they were to, if they can take even a, I'd agree if they didn't have the injury. What well, if they took two bonus points out of the game? You know, then it's that second place is is all to play for. Something could could happen. They could still get out of that. It's group. just the injury concerns that have just completely thrown thrown me on this, and mm. I just cannot see I cannot see a win. You no, know, I'm not saying I can see a win, but I I think that there there is something to get out of the game. But if you can't see a win. Look, what this, you go in with, this time, this time last year, this time last year, the Ospreys took Saris to within whatever it was a point or two points away, and then um, and then drew with them in the last round of the uh, in the last round of the pool stages as well. You know, it was, and that's a you know that was a side that had injury problems. It's a side that was bang out of form. It's a side that you know that in that first victory came. You know, Steve Tandy was still in charge of the squad, so. It was certainly not a squad in a in a tremendous place. So I think I think if you go into it with a defeated mindset and by fielding a weakened side, then I don't know. I think they just got to field the strongest squad that's available for okay. me. Okay. Dragons, on the other hand, I don't think they've got anything to play for. So I'd be I'd be resting up and targeting the the Cardiff Games of Cup final. That's what I'd be up to there. Yeah. Oof. Well, there we go. All right, let's finish with this one then, Dan. Last one. Who's uh, who's had a week to forget? Who's had a week to forget? Mm. I think well, I've got one for this. Is it whoever was in charge of logistics for getting the dragons to for getting dragons yeah. to, to Northampton? Oh dear. You know, look, I, I know these things happen, but it just seems to be it never rains but it pours, does it? It's you know, it just kind of you just feel seems sorry. to epitomise it. You know what we said last week? Um Reese Patchell falling over Rob Evans just seemed to sum up the Scarlet's night on that occasion well this just seems to sum up the Dragons last arrive, 10 years <laughs> arriving late to the party an hour an hour, an hour before, before the yeah. bus driver turned up late didn't he then hit traffic it's not what you need how was the bus driver turned up late and why are they not travelling up before I don't, yeah I don't know surely you've got to travel that's, that's sort of like um, you know, schoolboy rugby stuff mm. you know, when you, you travel you know it's always about a three hour three hour journey to Northampton from yeah, it's, yeah, it's got to be three hours, yeah. isn't it? But if you hit, you know, 
Well, yeah, exactly. You this can happen, yeah. You, you, there's not many routes that you can get there. So, yeah. um, stretch the legs. You, you, you need to be coming in. You, they need to be leaving very, very early, mm. wouldn't they? I, I don't know. It just, it all seems a bit odd. Well, let's go, yeah, let's go week, week to forget for, uh, for Dragon yeah. Logistics. And, uh, yeah. For Dave we'll, Coaches. For Dave Coaches, yeah. And I said a bit of humour on the, on the bus. That's, that's very true. Uh, yeah, so I suppose we best leave it there for this week. So, yeah, we'll have um, next week, of course, we'll be uh, reviewing those fixtures and we'll be looking ahead to the Derby weekends as we get very, very close to Christmas. Get very excited. Get very excited for Christmas. All I want for Christmas is Sean Edwards to come in and coach the Dragons defence. Um, uh, that would undoubtedly be my, my favourite wish. Oh, I don't is know. It? Who knows? I doubt it. But uh, yeah, that'd be, a, that'd be a dream ticket for me. And uh, yeah, of course, quick thanks to our sponsors. Um, and uh, yeah, make sure you head over to socoffeetrades.co.uk to get your hands on some top quality coffee. And uh, yeah, give us a follow on Instagram, Welsh Rugby Attacking Scrum on there. Twitter, let us know what you think about any of the stuff we discussed in today's episode at Attacking Scrum. And Facebook, we have a Facebook page and a Facebook group, which is simply called Wales Rugby Fans. And that just keeps on growing. We've had another one and a half thousand people join that in the last 28 days. So it's motoring. It is motoring, yeah. So yeah, if you want to chat about rugby all the time, uh, then make sure you head on to there. There is uh, plenty of like-minded people. But that is it for this week. We'll be back to chat rugby with you very, very soon. Podcast Network.